Welcome to Shabby and Chic. In today's mini-sode, we will be discussing kitchen and cooking trends for 2017. Every year, we are told scientific studies about what the new superfoods are and what we shouldn't eat. So today we thought we would talk about new food and cooking trends for 2017. So Jackie, what trends do you think will be huge? I think we're going to see cauliflower like we saw kale in the past couple years. There's going to be cauliflower rice, cauliflower mashed potatoes, cauliflower grits. It's going to be in almost every meal and it's going to just, I mean, it's going to be everywhere. The only thing that I've been successful at making cauliflower has been the mashed potatoes. I'm not skilled at the cauliflower rice yet. Maybe that's something I should master this year. I probably should too. I got lucky once and made it right. And then my grits that I tried were more like mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's so like liquidy that you really have to like strain it or use a cheesecloth, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. Probably um, a cheesecloth. Yeah, and similar to that, I predict that coconut is going to also be a huge trend this year. You know, it started with the coconut water. I think a lot of people got on board with that. I was a late adapter to the coconut water. Now I love it. Last year, we saw a lot of coconut oil, which I've never used, and coconut flour. I haven't used that either, but recently I saw coconut bacon. I'm going to have to try that because I use coconut oil. I usually mostly use it for moisturizer on my skin, but I do occasionally cook with it because it is really delicious. And I have used coconut flour as well when Drew and I tried Kato for a little bit. But this coconut bacon really intrigues me. Yeah, and I've seen the coconut oil pooling. Have you seen that? I don't think so. It's where you swish in your mouth with coconut oil, and it's supposed to take out bacteria, and it takes out the stuff that makes your teeth yellow. I don't know if it's stained, if it'll remove that, but it takes out the plaque. But you have to swish it for like 20 minutes, which sounds disgusting to me. That does sound (laughs) disgusting, because by itself, it's not very delicious. Yeah, but I've never actually even put it in food. But okay, so the coconut bacon, you can buy it at the store or you can make it yourself. And it's basically just sauteed or baked coconut flakes and they add a liquid smoke or hickory flavor. So it's just basically coconut flakes, but salty. I've had coconut chips, so they're probably the same thing with just a little more of that bacon flavor added to it. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Very. Keeping with the more healthy items, because I think as a generation, we really prefer healthy instead of quick. And so I think something we're going to see is alternative pastas and spiralized zucchini noodles, sweet potatoes, just anything besides typical starchy pasta. You know I'm all about the spiralizing. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm excited about this trend. And Jackie and I, a little teaser for an upcoming episode in a few weeks, is we are doing a spiralizer trend where for a week we are going to try to at least have one meal each day with something spiralized in it. I'm excited. I don't know how excited Drew is yet. I'm going to be eating more sweet potatoes, so he's excited about that. 
And we're making up really fun names for all the spiralized noodles. Because I call any spiralized vegetable, I keep calling it zoodles, even though that's only zucchini noodles. So, like, for the sweet potato noodles, I've been calling them sweet poodles <laughs> or just spoodles. I don't know. Take your pick. But we're having a lot of fun coming up with some pretty crazy names for our newly found veggie noodles. Kind of going off of gadgets, and everyone should invest in a spiralizer for sure, is we're going to be seeing a lot of new technologies this year. And something that I saw last year that's not mainstream yet, but there was even an episode on Shark Tank for, I think, cooking steaks or something. But I saw an infomercial for another company as well, and it's apparently an Asian technology that they do over there. And it's a chef-prepared meal in a vacuum sealed plastic bag and it's frozen so you keep it in your house frozen and then when you leave for work in the morning you drop it in a pot with this little machine or the pot's like attached to a little machine but the pot's full of water and you have an app and you tell it when you'll be home or you can set it and it boils the water and then by the time you walk in the door it's like totally perfectly cooked it's like a crock pot but even more tech savvy that's really interesting and that's great for you know households where you're both working because then you have a delicious meal ready to come home to with very little work right and it's healthier because it's supposed to be like you know like a chef makes it so zero prep besides putting water in a pot which even the newest chef could figure out how to do that i saw something recently that was a tea maker that monitored your sleep so it could tell if you got enough sleep, if it was restful, and then it would decide how much caffeine to add to your tea when it made it so that you were always wide awake and ready to go. Can my Fitbit like sync with my Keurig so I can get that now? (laughs) That would be the coolest thing ever. Because, like, you know, your Fitbit tracks your sleep, so I bet it's something like that. That's really weird. I'd like that. I didn't look at the price. I'm kind of scared, too. Yeah, the the app thing was, like, really expensive. The, like, boil water thing that it was, like, $700 or something. Oh, wow. But once they become more popular, more companies are going to pick up on this technology, and these prices are just going to go down so that everyone can have them. Something, again, our generation is really moving to is a reduced food waste. We've become more and more conscious about where our waste goes. We don't want anything filling up a landfill. We don't want to throw away food when there are people that don't have enough food. So we become really conscious about reusing everything and using our leftovers so that we don't have any waste at all. I hope that that becomes a trend. It's it's on the way. That's like the farm to table. It's going off of that. Absolutely. And just that sustainability in general, where we're paying more attention where our food is coming from and then where it's going when we do waste it. Yeah, for sure. And I think something else that we're going to be seeing even more of is the subscription boxes like the Blue Apron, the HelloFresh, and more niched versions of those as well. I personally haven't used any of them. My sister's used Blue Apron before. Jordan's aunt and uncle like Blue Apron a lot. but I've used Blue Apron before. It's interesting. I've cooked a meal from it. I'm just, I don't know, I like deciding what I want to eat too much, maybe. It just seems like a big financial commitment to me as well, so. It does seem like it. I did, like, you got a free week kind of deal. And you have to really decide that you're going to eat those three meals no matter what. And it's nice because it gives you meals that you wouldn't have thought of by yourself. And you don't have any waste because they're 
you know, the measurements are perfect. You know, once we get those more niche ones, it might work out a little better. Something that we've been seeing a growth of for the past couple years, and it's only going to continue to grow, I think, is craft beer. And I'm a beer drinker, so I'm really excited about this. We have tons of craft breweries here in Georgia, and I try to drink those to support local business. And they're smaller batches, and so I think you just get better flavors than the mass-produced stuff. And I think that's even true for all sorts of industries in the food industry, is that the these smaller companies that maybe have better ethics that the millennials are really connecting with, there's going to be a rise in these small companies. I know that even Pepsi and Diet Coke going off of the craft beer is they were making their bottles and their labels to seem like small kind of craft brands, which was very interesting. I was actually part of the Diet Coke campaign for that. And it was all about, you know, limited run of the bottles and that they're uniquely for you and that whole craft atmosphere, which was really interesting. That is interesting. I, I knew you were a part of that, but I didn't realize that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, Sprite even went back to like a retro bottle look and it was kind of going off of the craft brews. That, that's what all the marketing stuff said. So very interesting. And another trend that we will continue to see, which Jackie and I are very familiar with because there is a popular chain that started in Augusta, and that is fusion restaurants. So our one of our favorite restaurants is Taco Sushi, which merges the Mexican or Southwest with the Far East, so not that hard to figure out. There's a restaurant in Atlanta that I love called Talk Korea, and it's southwest food and korean food i think that korean food is going to be in like the new uprise of asian food we see a lot of thai food we see a lot of japanese food chinese but i really think korean is gonna korean barbecue is getting more and more popular i'm so excited we need one here in augusta i love korean barbecue but driving to columbia or atlanta to get it can can be a strain on the wallet well, have you eaten at Talk Korea? No. Oh, it's so good. They have the best sesame fries. So good. Ooh. The last trend that I predict, which I'm really excited about, and some people may think it's tacky, but I don't, and that is boxed wine. I think that boxed wine is getting higher quality. No longer are the days of Franzia, but now you can get Boda Box, there's Black Label, like or Black Box. And it has like four bottles in one box and it keeps it really fresh and it actually tastes very good. And also, have you seen those little single serving glasses, Jackie? Yes, I love those. I've been, look, I remember seeing them come out through Shark Tank and I know they did a deal with Costco. So I've been keeping an eye on them, but I've seen them online and I've thought about purchasing some of them. Yeah, so definitely new ways to drink wine in different different form than just the regular bottle. Having freshness longer is very important. So I agree. We want to know what you think the next trends are going to be in food and kitchen. And tell us which of the trends that we talked about you're most excited about trying this year you can send us a direct message on instagram at shabby and chic podcast or find us on pinterest thanks for joining us see you next week